0: Hello and welcome to the Drink In, Geek Out podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and talk about it. I am your host, Dustin, and I have a special guest with me.
1: Hi everyone, Dawson. If you've listened to our other podcast, Confection Confessions, you will recognize this beautiful voice coming at you through this speaker system. Today we are going to talk about beer, obviously, because I'm special guesting. But we're going to consider this topic Confessions of a Pirate's Addict. Those of you who don't know, and we haven't talked about it on our show either, but I love Pirates of the Caribbean. Love it. Love everything about it. Almost everything. But we'll get to that point. So, Dustin, what do you think of all the pirates? I know I've exposed you to them multiple times, so let's get your opinion before we get on to my opinion.
0: Right. Well, so I've watched most of them... Uh, the four of them before we started dating. Um hell I own owned the four piece. I bought it for you. Yeah, I know. So mm-hmm. it's there.
1: You bought it for me, but I what did. do you think?
0: Uh well I think it's I think it's awesome. The first three, uh I'm not I wasn't a fan of the fourth one as much. Uh critics say that, you know. Mermaids. Mermaids. <laughs> uh fountain of youth but um
1: no spaniards for you
0: no no and penelope cruz just kind of ruined it for me
1: yeah
0: yeah Yeah. Yeah. uh but yeah definitely i definitely did enjoy the first three there's just had some uh special thing to them this it didn't feel like a disney film That's Uh, for sure. Watching the first one, and then it kind of got a little bit more Disney as it went along. But, I mean, the first one is pretty solid. Hell, we just got done watching it just because.
1: We had to prep for this awesome moment in our lives. Yeah. Instead of doing other things. You know, we don't have lives besides this. Yeah. Anyway, so we just watched the newest one in theaters, Dead Man Tell No Tales, what, like a couple weeks ago? Yeah, a couple weeks ago, yeah. And so, we're going to talk about that one mostly, because by now, you probably all should have seen 1 through 3, in other words, the Trilogy of the Turners. Um, the fourth one, if you did see it, you probably didn't like it. It was about mermaids, it was about the Mountain of Youth, it was about a lot of craziness. Right. Hector was somehow up, you know,
0: An in, Admiral the in the Navy again,
1: and then he was like, fuck it, and then Jack was kind of like all over the place, and we didn't really know where things were going. And then there was a missionary, and Penelope Cruz, and Jack Sparrow took her virginity after she was trying to be a nun. And yeah, anyway, lots of craziness.
0: Actually, my favorite part, if I if I may interject, even though four sucked, my favorite part was Edward Teach.
1: Yeah, he's freaking sweet.
0: So I like the
1: whole zombified crewmen who do whatever they mm-hmm. want. One of them can read, you know, the future. That was pretty cool. I liked the fourth one. I thought it was interesting. I liked the balance between Hector and Jack as usual. They have a pretty good back and forth. Um, And I also did like, obviously, Edward Teach. Blackbeard is a badass, except for you know the last part where he dies. But he gets his life stolen from him, so it's not his fault. Um, I also liked when they invaded the Spanish camp and stole the chalices because it was pretty funny i'm at palm trees and such Mm -hmm. i don't know i'm just a sucker for the whole thing honestly but anyway to get on to the fifth one this is the final episode i don't know what to call it it's yeah it's the final show chapter the final chapter (sighs) dead man tell no tales but they do so if you haven't seen it yet spoiler alert because i'm gonna get into it a little bit just because I liked all of them and I don't, I still don't know how I feel about this one. I feel like I'll like it more after I've seen it a few times because or I'll hate it. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I can't, I can't foresee the future at this one right now. But, it was interesting. Um, a lot I, of cameos. Yeah, I feel like it almost should have been called, like, Pirates of the Caribbean The Next Generation. Like, mm-hmm. I feel, like, very Star trek right now. <laughs> so, it's yeah it's the child of Will and Elizabeth which you assume is going to occur after the third one right so you know that they get it on on the beach and then Will has to go and take the place on the Dutchman and so you just kind of assume that that's what's happening like you assume that they're going to have a child and because of course no contraception um anyway (laughs) so they have a son and he's alright, I mean, I didn't dislike his character. Uh, he was very strong-willed and very opinionated and very much a go-getter, just kind of like his father and mother are, so I like that kind of nod to their personalities and their characteristics. Um,
0: He's also a know-it-all. A little bit. Yeah, so, like, on a couple... But so are they. Of... Yeah, That's <laughs> this is true. But on a couple of the, the ships, he was, you know, kind of working his way to get back out there. Trying to get out to the sea, trying to find this special thing to release his pin, his dad at least. Yeah. Um, he just pissed off a lot of people because he's either know it all or he stepped out of line. Tried which is to easy
1: st- to do in the military.
0: Yeah. So yeah, just a goddamn know it all.
1: Yeah, but I really liked Karina. I thought she was a really interesting character. She's a super strong female character, which is always a good thing. She's super smart. Um, she's deemed a witch because she is a too smart and she likes to study the stars. So she already starts off from a position of a girl of a single mother who is super intelligent, has this book left to her by her father, and is really, really interested in sailing and stars and all those fun things. So she was pretty awesome generally. Um she also wasn't afraid to take a stand, get dirty, you know, do all those fun things that women need to see. Okay, but, but for real, though, this is where I draw the line. Jack looks like an idiot the entire freaking movie. The entire time. And that's what I hated about this movie the most, is that it makes Jack Sparrow look like a drunk idiot. And I hated it, because he's not. I mean, he is. He's drunk, and sometimes he's an idiot, but he's actually really freaking smart. And, like, there was a... Plans everything out. Yeah, like, it is a lot of, like, happy accidents, I want to assume, and I don't know, like, how much of it is a plan and how much of it just kind of works in his favor. Because, you know, he said a million times he doesn't think about things, he just does them. Right. So, I don't know. But the whole thing just made him look like a complete drunken douchebag. And I hated that part because that is not who Jack Sparrow is. Yes, he drinks. And yes, he's an idiot. But he's not constantly a drunken idiot at the same time. It's a really, it's a delicate balance. And I think they kind of fucked that part up.
0: Yeah, it was it was really awkward. That was my first thought that I had, like at the opening part of the the movie, was how embarrassing <laughs> Jack's character is. Yeah, um, he's a real letdown. Yeah, from the be- very beginning, like when they do that bank heist, you yeah. know, it just it just it seems forced. Yeah, forced. There's there's a lot that they threw in there to try to get ah yeah Jack's up to the you know the good old <laughs> th- things brouhaha. You know, whatever, but no. it gets you know foiled because he's drunk.
1: Constantly.
0: Yeah, and it just it was uh, very forced, very drunk. It was just wasn't that good.
1: Yes. I don't know, but other than that, the other major characters I would say is well Salazar, of course, and Hector. Um, Hector comes back in this again this this episode, and he is very interesting because he is a Commodore as he was supposed to be after the first one but never happened Mm -hmm. um of you know like eight I want to say eight pirate ships anyway um so that was kind of cool that he's like yeah freaking awesome like he controls everything all the things he owns um but you know he can kind of be a dick But he's a pirate, so he's supposed to be. So, I don't know. He's just got this interesting demeanor. I think it follows with the first one, the first movie. Um, The way he treats Elizabeth and the way he treats Karina are actually very similar. Um, He's not quite as heartless with Karina, but it is close. And so, I feel like he did the best job staying true to his character and who he is through this whole movie. And through the entire series. So, props props to yeah. uh, Jeffrey Rush for that one.
0: Oh, He's awesome. Fantastic.
1: And then Salazar, to get back to him, he's the main... I don't know if I can really call him a villain. I mean, he is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But he's not. He gets duped by young Jack Sparrow, because Jack Sparrow as a child is a swaggering teenage douchebag. Shocking, right? I know. Um, and for him being dead, he does a lot of talking. So the whole thing is called Dead Man Tell No Tales. But apparently they do because he doesn't shut up.
0: and He was telling a tale.
1: He was telling lots of tales.
0: Yeah, he he told, <laughs> uh, he told Jeffrey Rush or the Hector Hector. Basically, when he took him over, took uh, the ship, and uh, they promised he'll help him get Jack. He basically tells the story as to why he wants Jack. Right. I was like, oh, so we're going with this.
1: And he tells, uh, the young Turner. And he also tells Karina, and he just tells everybody what's going on. Like, he tells snippets of the tale to every person, and he tells, well, the first time he meets them, he's like, well, I always leave one person alive so they can tell the tale. But if they're telling the tale, that means it had to come from somewhere, and if it comes from you, then you're kind of telling the tale through somebody else's mouth. Like, they're just a parrot at this point. So, I don't know. I don't, uh, I mean. He was also very,
0: he was (laughs) very polite, too. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) It was, it's like, here, I'm leaving you alive so you can tell this story, but I want you to tell, I want you to find Jack and tell him something for me.
1: Will you do that, please?
0: <laughs> will you do that for me, please? I
1: was like, what is going
0: on? And he's yeah. also very polite when he was talking with uh, Hector, too, which is...
1: It's weird. Yeah, so that's Even part of... Even though he almost kills Hector twice.
0: Yeah, so it really honestly doesn't... You know, it feels at that point that he's not the villain. Right. I mean, he he's getting revenge or seeking revenge... Um, he's plagued, he's cursed, and he's killing people, so yeah, bad guy right there. But when it boils down to it, like he's super nice. He's trying to, you know, return back to his human stake because he essentially was the British uh Navy where he just hunted down pirates. Yeah. That was his job. Of course, you know, for the Spaniards, but that was his thing. Um hey. and so was it- I, I don't know, Maybe. I don't know. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> that's just what he did. He, and do we hate the British in the first three? Yes. Yeah, so therefore <laughs> he is villain.
1: Right. It's just, it's very interesting. I think everyone should at least see it. If you don't want to spend money on it, Redbox, you know, wait till it gets cheap. If you have like a $3 theater in your area. Um, I would suggest you see it just so you understand like the ending. I think the, the play-by-play of the people interacting with each other besides Jack is really good. Um, I really like the whole ending scene. They did some really cool graphics. The whole mm-hmm. special effects are really, really good throughout the whole thing. Uh, yeah, and I don't want to give away the complete part, but it is kind of interesting how you learn a little bit more about Hector. Um, you see Henry and you see Karina kind of have this build this relationship just like will and elizabeth did and it's just really interesting to see like that new level of interest in the you know in their whole lives and in their futures and what they're going to do with themselves um but yeah i don't know i i'm probably gonna have to watch it a few more times to give you a definite one way or the other i'm not sure like i like it but i just hate jack at this point like it's just unfortunate right but anyways i'd watch it again we probably will We'll probably end up buying it just because I need to have the whole set and we already have the first four so it seems silly not to have the fifth one.
0: Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. <laughs> you
1: know, problems of collecting. Anyways, so that was our geeky portion of our show. Why don't we have some pirate-themed beer? So we have pirate beer. All beer. All
0: right, so we picked out two beers. <coughs> um, basically because A, we couldn't decide and B... Uh, there's not a whole lot of beers that Allison likes, um, so I found one that. I'm a
1: baby as it comes to drinking the beers. I'm a wine snob, not a beer snob. Sorry, everybody.
0: Yeah, so I found one that I that I really was interested in on Untapped, and when I went to the liquor store, I saw it there. The only problem is this beer is an IPA, and Allison I can't
1: handle it. Can't, I can't handle it. Can't do it. it.
0: I'm gonna get her to try it though. We'll see. We'll see about that. So (laughs) that right there, uh, the one that I found that I wanted to choose and I'm probably going to take sips of uh, secondarily is the Tropicannon from Heavy Seas, which is a 7.25 ABV with 45 IBUs. This one is a citrus-styled IPA. Uh, So we'll, we'll hear about that on the back end as we go along. But the beer that we are sharing... And this seems like a victory for me. All right. Uh, This is Ballast Points Peppermint Victory at Sea. All right. If you've ever seen the Victory at Sea, you know that it is a double imperial porter made with chocolate and coffee. The saving grace to this all is the peppermint part. This is what has intrigued Allison to try uh, this beer.
1: A dark beer at that.
0: Yeah, it's a dark beer. So, because it's Imperial, it's 10% ABV, uh, and it's a Porter, not a Stout, so the IBUs are only 60. So, I'm pretty excited about that. It is much better than the beer that I initially picked out, um, which was 108 IBUs, and it was a Red, Imperial Red, and I got super excited. But, we're not doing that one. We're doing the Peppermint Victory at C.
1: So, this is an interesting bomber size Of a bottle it has some creepy looking skeleton pirate with a bird skeleton on his shoulder just like Hector so that kind of got some bonus points for that one and he's at the wheel which is also something that Hector would do is traditionally doing especially in the last couple Um, and he's got his pirate hat on it's like a Jack Sparrow pirate hat and it's lightning and thundering in the background so it's pretty cool
0: yeah the, the rest of the label is essentially the ballast point label. Uh, you have ballast point up at the top with some wheat uh, on their logo. And then you have that, that pale, tanny color. And every single ballast point has the same you know, overall color. It just changes the logo or the image in the beginning uh, or the front of the bottle. And then... Uh, add color to whatever the beer is the
1: title to the
0: title Mm -hmm. so this one's mint colored
1: Yes, which is fitting since it's peppermint which it could have been red too and that would have been all right but it's greenish
0: which just makes it better
1: yes i like green so it's good so anyway their little description says this peppermint victory at sea is a festive take on the popular imperial porter we took our trademark robust porter brewed it with cafe calabria coffee added vanilla and a dose of refreshing peppermint. The trio of flavors play perfectly on your palate. The brew's sweet roastiness balances nicely with a cool, minty finish. So, hopefully, it tastes taste delicious like
0: as it, as it does. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, um, a little bit about the company. Uh, I did a little bit of reading. Uh, they are based out of San Diego, which means whale's vagina. <laughs> um... <coughs> In the early 90s, around 92, the creator uh, decided that he wanted to brew beer uh, when he was in college. So him and his college roommate started brewing some beer at their house or apartment, and he just didn't really go anywhere with it. And so the main problem that he saw was that they didn't have um, a whole lot of communication with anybody, uh, especially to be able to bounce ideas off of each other type of thing because they're both really new to brewing. So he opened up a home brew supply store. So he filled it up with different supplies, um, different type of malts, different kind you know, everything that he could possibly think of to do home brewing. And he shared, you know, his stories with people as they shared stories with him as they went along. Uh, so then after a few years of that he decided to go back to school to get his master's master brewing license whatever uh, so, sounds like something I should probably go do Yeah, probably. Uh, and then he opened Ballast Point uh, they now have a few tap rooms and distilleries and other different places breweries and plants all over uh, California and they just opened up a new tap room in Daleville Virginia oh cool yeah so right around your old neck of the woods
1: hardly but yeah
0: right so yeah they have a they have a lot of beer uh, that's like basically uh, change of flavor so they have this sculpture which uh, I think there was one of their first beers uh, and this because I saw the logo online, and so I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. But we saw a bunch of them while we were in the store uh, grapefruit, pineapple, yeah, do double flavors I, of... Yeah, double IPA on that, triple IPA on that. Yeah. Just, it's like they're bread and butter. And they cool. figured out ways to make it fancy. make it fancy. Just like <laughs> if you were to open up a grilled cheese store, you just make grilled cheese and you add things to it. Make it fancy. You make it fancy.
1: That's going to be the secondary title of this episode. Make it fancy. (laughs) Right. Confessions of a Pirates Addict. Make it fancy. All right. So
0: So let's
1: drink this.
0: Well, not quite. Why not? Because we're going to give a feel of what it looks like to the audience. All right. So hold up to the light.
1: It's dark AF. That's what it is because it's a freaking porter.
0: Yep. (laughs) Right. So hold up to the light. No. Yeah. Can't see through it.
1: It's very dark. Yeah, there is it's a dark brown, almost black.
0: Has a brown head to it.
1: Tan-ish.
0: It looks fantastic, though.
1: It looks just like what you do when you pour a Guinness into another thing. It's just a slightly darker head.
0: Yeah, what does it smell like?
1: Beer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does. It's, it definitely smells like a porter. I can't really smell any mint, though.
1: No, I don't smell any of the flavors that they claim to be in there—the coffee or the. Mint. Oh, I can
0: smell the vanilla. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of vanilla. Let's uh, give it a little swirl.
1: Mmm. Lofting, lofty.
0: Nope. No, no mint, though.
1: Yeah, I don't. I mean, they say it's at the back end, so maybe it will be eventually, but.
0: Maybe maybe it's like those flavor. Yeah. Maybe it's like those flavored condoms where they don't smell like anything, but they taste like whatever. According. I know what they taste like. Amazon <laughs> reviews. Uh huh. Yeah. Sure. Right. So give it a taste.
1: For someone who doesn't normally drink dark beer, like, ever at all, it's not bad. I don't- I mean, I'm not a dark beer person, so I don't love the bitterness, the hoppiness. But it's not too happy. but the bitterness is a lot there. So, yeah. if you don't like bitter beer, it's probably not the best thing. But it's not as bad as some other dark beers that I've tried with you. So, I mean, I can't drink more than just that little bit, but it's not terrible. I don't taste much of- anything else besides the bitterness, though. I don't really...
0: Yeah, I can taste the coffee, and I can taste the vanilla.
1: I don't really feel the mint at all, though. Yeah, like, me mean. Like, I either. don't feel that freshness that they claim to have at the <laughs> end. Mm. It's not bad, it's just not what I was expecting to have, you know, sense at the end of it. Maybe if you like, breathe through the end, does it change?
0: No. No. There isn't really much there at all. Um, I mean, there is a lot there, but no <laughs> mint at all. Huh. So... I'm not sure if it's because we poured it. Um, Let's see.
1: You want to try it out of
0: the? Yeah, I'll try
1: it. We're gonna try it out of the bottle directly. The bomber. Does it smell? The change.
0: The smell doesn't change. Let me see if I can unlock some of the aromas. Nope, there's no change. I mean, it tastes a little bit different between bottle and pour it out but I still it's very weak peppermint if anything but I can taste the coffee for sure and the vanilla definitely because I've had plenty of vanilla beers Uh, and I can taste it a little bit so that's not bad it could be worse
1: that's for sure it could definitely be worse I'm just sad that there's no peppermint because that's kind of why I picked that one over the other one we were looking at was Mm -hmm. the peppermint aspect so me sad face Let's move on to your Troppy Cannon that I'm not sure I can handle. Troppy
0: Cannon. It's a citrus IPA. Uh, It is an ale with blood orange and grapefruit zest. This is for you, Pale. (laughs) Yeah, Pale. Grapefruit. Yeah. So, um, this is from Heavy Seas, and they are in Maryland. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is the uh, brewery in Hailthrope, Mm -hmm. Thorpe. Hailthorpe, uh, Maryland. Uh, so that's nice. It is like I said earlier, seven point two five ABV, forty five IBU. So it's going to be less bitter than the previous beer we had. And they just labeled this basically as citrus. I didn't really go into that you know details of finding out about them uh, because you know the main beer is the Ballast Point one. But this is infused with grapefruit zest, natural mango, and blood orange flavors. Tropic Cannon is a Tropical Twist on our Loose Cannon IPA. All right, so...
1: This says... On the side of the bottle, it says they're made in Baltimore. So, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: Clipper City Brewing Company. I wonder if that's what bottled them up.
1: Rather than the actual...
0: Yeah, so it's maybe a heavy seas, but whatever. Huh. Hmm, interesting. All right, so on the bottle, it says a portion of the proceeds from each case of beer we sell goes to help cleanwater.org a national organization dedicated to protecting the quality of the water we drink and the water we use to brew. Can't make great beer without clean water. Funds from the sale of the beer go back to the region where it was purchased. So that's awesome.
1: That is pretty cool. This one's for you, Flint. <laughs> <laughs> Aw,
0: poor Flint. Anyway. Yeah, so I uh, definitely like the rag ragtag uh, feel. It looks like a map.
1: Yeah, it does look like a map. I'm trying to look at it closely It's kind of hard to tell where it was from
0: Yeah, because there's a big bowl of fruits <laughs> In the <laughs> well, middle of it
1: On the side there's some I don't know it's, It spells out Mark But spelled obviously not right And so I don't know where it is supposed to be a map of but It's
0: made up There's Den
1: So maybe it's Denmark?
0: Yeah, uh, area of Denmark Interesting Yeah, and it definitely is uh, the up t- upside uh, definitely looks like a sea and the the clouds and you know how you draw uh, that type of thing. Tropic Cannon uh, looks good to me. I don't have a whole lot about the brewery. I wish I did, but uh, like I said, not the main beer. Uh, so let's take a look at this one.
1: Already, obviously, it's going to be much lighter since it's an IPA and rather than a porter or stout. It is nice, kind of a golden yellow color with a white head. Not super foamy, but nice.
0: Yeah, it's like an ambery, but kind of golden. Yeah. Color. Because it's uh,
1: not quite as dark as you would expect if it wasn't like an amber.
0: Yeah, definitely looks filtered. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple times, so. Um, Very clean. Yeah. Clear. So again, so again, uh, like just like the last beer, we took. The original and added something to it. Uh, this is loose cannon plus citrus. So we'll see how it goes. Oh, it smells fruity. This is definitely going to uh, line up with uh, the beer that the Tropicalia that Matt gave me. Mm. So I'm, ex- I'm actually really excited about this one. How <laughs> about it? Oh, that doesn't taste like an IPA at all. It's all you. Ooh, it does smell. Smells like great.
1: Orange. It smells like blood orange. Yeah, it's just it like they say. Smells
0: it great. With a 45 IBU, you could probably handle this one.
1: The end is what gets me on all these IPAs. The like end bitter hoppy flavor. Ugh, I can't. I don't know why. I don't understand it. I don't get the 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 attraction. Here is just not there. If I could just like cut it off at the beginning flavor. Mm-hmm. Like the blood orange, the grapefruit,
0: the mango, the
1: mango y yeah. beery goodness without the nasty bleh at the end. I'd be happy. Right. I don't know. Mm -mm. It
0: tastes good to begin with. Yeah. (laughs) I I would like to agree. Um, This does drop off at the back end, but I do like the hop taste, so it's not a problem for me.
1: Right. But, again, I'm not anywhere near a beer snob. I am a wine snob, so I'm used to my fruity goodness, dry, not bitter, necessarily.
0: Right. Well... Since, overall? Yeah, overall it's pretty good. Since this is a drinking geek out, we're gonna have to rate these.
1: Oh right. Right. We
0: should probably do that. So, <laughs> uh, she's very familiar with the ranking system, but uh, I'll just go ahead and fill her in. Five caps. You can give quarter caps all you want. Uh, generally, they we start off at three uh, as a, like a base midpoint. And then work our way up or down. Right. Depending on how shitty the beer is. Uh, so, I'll give you a moment to think on this. And we'll start with the peppermint one. Okay. We tried that first. Yep. Um, we could, uh, closing closing thoughts and what rating would you give it?
1: Well, I was disappointed in the lack of peppermint flavor. And I'm not a dark beer person, so my lack of experience in this area probably doesn't help with my rating system. So I wouldn't take my rating to heart. If you like dark beers, if you like porters, then go try it. I don't know. I mean, again, this isn't my forte. My fort. My fort. Thanks. Sorry. Didn't mean to speak wrong there. My fort. It's not my fort. So, I don't know. I'd probably give it like a solid three and a half.
0: Three and a half? Three and a half. Good. Well... This is awesome because I get to show her the hand-holding club. This is where we normally, all four of us, hold hands because we all put in the same rating for the beer. I also give it a three and a half. It is, um, it is pretty good. Uh, I do like the imperial part to it. However, it just fell short uh, because it didn't fulfill the promise of a mint. Yeah. Um, Makes it does, and I'm pretty sure if I ju- if I drank the original Victory at Sea, it that I it, it would taste similar to that, and that would get a higher rating to me because it didn't promise me bullshit. <laughs> Lies! Lies. Uh, yeah, so I have a full bomber to finish that one, so I'll definitely enjoy it. Um, how about the Heavy Seas?
1: So, again, I do not like IPAs, so do not take my rating to heart unless Dustin agrees with me. Of course, then you can take my rating to heart. Um, I like the flavor. The Again, I like the front-end flavor. I like the citrusy. I do have a soft spot for ciders in general and fruit flavors because of my wine addiction. And so, hmm, it's kind of difficult. Mostly because, again, that's not my area of expertise. And I don't like IPAs. So if I have to give it a rating based on my personal feelings, I would say it's like a two and a half. But if you like an IPA... It's probably closer to like a three and a half or a four if you like that kind of thing.
0: Gotcha. Well, it is not a hand-holding club right now, but I will I'll still hold your hand. <laughs> no problem. Um, I put it at four and a quarter. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I have a real hard-on for the tropical IPAs these days, uh, especially since I had the Tropicalia, and I think I gave that one a four and a quarter or a four and a half. I do not remember, uh, but... It was really good, and this one is also up that alley. It's not as tropical-y good. good, um, but I mean, I can I could probably drink a few of these bottles um, yeah. and be okay with be it, okay. you know?
1: Especially because it's summer right now, so yeah. it like, it's a good thing to drink now because it's got the fruit flavor, and it's not super heavy. So I can see why you would go that high. I mean, if you were drinking it in the winter, you'd probably be like, yeah, I need something a little warmer. Like, this isn't doing it for me, but right now it's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, the the victory at sea that is definitely something that uh, I would be cool with drinking more in November or December. Uh, to be honest, um, I can drink I can drink porters or stouts any day of the week. It's just maybe if I get a fresher bottle in December that it would be much better. Uh, but but between the two, I think the um, Tropicana is actually really good. Comparatively,
1: yeah, so. I would agree.
0: Right, so, do you have a favorite pirate?
1: Mm-hmm. Overall, no, I don't have a favorite in particular. Okay, we all have some pretty good stories. Edward Teach is obviously a badass. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, right. it just kind of depends on the mood. Right. I need to do some more pirate research. I'm actually more of a Viking fan. Oh yeah.
0: Okay.
1: You know, Nordic heritage.
0: Yeah, I do have that. So glad you're a fan of me. I am. <laughs> Indeed. So, uh, yeah, that, I think that concludes uh, this episode, this light episode, or what do you call it for you guys?
1: A B-Y-F-O. A better for you. Oh, wait. B-F-Y-O. <laughs> <laughs> what do we call our stuff? I don't know. We call it a, B-F-Y-O, a better for you option. Because there's only one-third the sugar since Sarah and Kayla aren't here. It's just one-third sugar. Yeah. One-third of me.
0: Yeah, right. So it it, it may not be better for you options, but (laughs) it definitely is a light episode nonetheless. So thank you for listening. Uh, We have a Facebook page, we have Instagram, we have Twitter. So do we? Yeah, so do they. Uh, I'll get to I'll get to them here in a moment. Uh, On Facebook, it's uh, facebook.com/drinkandgeekout. On Twitter, it's at drinkandgeekout. And on Instagram, it's at out We have a website that we have everything on, obviously. this You probably already know this since you're listening. It is DrinkinGeekout.us. If you have a suggestion for a beer or a light topic or a main topic, uh, you can email us at DrinkinGeekout@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
1: If you're interested in listening to us ladies talk about sugar, you can find us on multiple sites. Follow us on Twitter at Confect C-O-N-F-E-C, underscore Confess, C-O-N-F-E-S-P-C, podcast, on Twitter, and at Confection, singular, Confession, singular, podcast on Instagram. You can send me a shout out there. I'm our moderator for Instagram. And if you want to suggest anything for us to try as well, if you have a sugary thing that you like to drink or eat with your beer, feel free to send us an email or any comments or suggestions at Podcast at gmail.com as well.
0: Do you want to go get some ice cream? Uh, fine, I Okay, sounds good. <laughs>